Welcome back to the Helipod, friends. We are brought to you in part by DraftKings, getting ready to kick off the NFL season with an unbelievable deal. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is offering you the Super Bowl champs, that's the Kansas City Chiefs, and 101 points. Yep, the Chiefs getting 101 points on your first bet. Sounds too good to be true, but it is not. DraftKings Sportsbook giving you that great deal in addition to giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and instantly you get a share of up to $100 million. How do you get all this great stuff? Just download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code HELIPOD, that's H-E-L-L-I-E-P-O-D, to take advantage of this no-brainer offer right now. That's the promo code HELIPOD. Get in on all the action for a limited time, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The Helipod also brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Viore. I am sure that you have heard me talk about Viore before because they have been with us since day one. You can invest in your happiness and look good doing it. This is the finest athleisure performance wear out there. You look good, you play good, you play good, you feel good. Old primetime Deion Sanders said that back in the day, and it's a, it's a fact. They have unbelievable shorts. Uh, the core short, the bank short, those are my two favorite. The core short has a built-in liner, so you just slide them on and you're ready to go, whether it's riding the Peloton, whether it's yoga, whether you're playing some hoops, going for a run, taking a nap. Unbelievable joggers for both men and women. Uh, great hoodies and sweatshirts as well. Check out Viore Clothing. Dot com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off today. I promise you, you're going to love it. And by the way, it looks pretty cool too. I mean, you're just clean when you're wearing Viore. You can wear it to the gym. You can wear it to the grocery store. You can wear it on all your Zoom calls that you're doing from home right now. Viore clothing.com. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod 20% off today. Promise you won't regret it. You're not going to regret listening to this episode either if you are into fantasy football. John Hansen, the fantasy guru, my counterpart at DirecTV. This guy is a fantasy football Hall of Famer. Uh, yes, there is such a thing. I think there's only 10 years worth of classes uh, because it's relatively new, as is fantasy football, I guess, in the whole scheme of things, right? But um, this guy knows his stuff. He's going to break it down for you. If you're like me, you're getting ready for multiple fantasy football drafts. Uh, before the football season starts in about two weeks here. He's going to tell you why he likes Dak Prescott or drafting Dak Prescott better than drafting uh, Lamar and Pat Mahomes. It sounds crazy, but he's going to explain it all to you. His whole draft philosophy. How should you enter a regular PPR draft? Also, how does he look at playing daily fantasy as well, which has obviously exploded. I love playing daily fantasy because you start over each and every week. As a matter of fact, you can start over in one Sunday. You can play the early games and the late games. 
Uh, he's going to go deep into the wide receivers and the running backs. John Hansen, the guru. If you want some fantasy nuggets that you can use, listen to this edition of the Helipod, starting right now, presented by Viore. As promised, fantasy football preview edition of the Helipod with the best in the business, the fantasy guru, John Hansen. Guru, this is a little East Coast, West Coast. What, you're at your beach house in Jersey? What's going on, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Biggie, and you're Tupac. And um, <laughs> I guess with me, you know, I did eat a lot this last uh, month. So, yeah, I, I think it's very apropos. I am uh, quite big. But uh, it's always great to chop it up with you, Dan. And uh, excited for the 2020 season. It looks like we're actually going to have one. Yeah, I am too, man. Uh, officially two weeks out from the start of the regular season, the fantasy drafts all over the world are going to be happening in this next two-week stretch. So I thought it was appropriate to have on one of the uh, great fantasy football pioneers. For those of you not familiar with the guru's work, uh, he's been doing this for 25 years, was there for the launch of NFL Network, worked at ESPN, uh, built his own website and sold that and has now built a second fantasy football website called fantasypoints.com. Guru, I'll be honest with you, I was really reluctant to share that with people because I wanted all the information for myself, but I realized, you know, you're taking the time to come on my show. I should at least pimp your product a little bit. Very nice of you. Yeah, that's been a problem for, for decades. People love the site and um, just don't want to tell anyone about it. So um, I really appreciate you sharing that with your with your audience. But yeah, very excited about it. Um, you know, as you said, I've been doing this 25 years. I sold uh, the previous website. I was just gonna kind of retire, hang, hang loose, do some media, but I quickly learned a bunch of different things. Number one, I'm able to do a daily radio show on Sirius XM with really without working in terms of preparing because I'm already preparing doing the work for the website you and I doing TV I'm already prepared for that so just you know walk in and let's go start shooting and uh, also learn so many lessons over the over the years that I thought it was kind of a waste um, to not try it again basically this is one more shot at perfection I've been chasing perfection in terms of fantasy analysis I know it's never you never get it perfectly uh, right but this is my last chance, and uh, it, it's going very, very well, and uh, kind of have an all-star cast as well. It's not just me. That's the beauty of it. Well, we're going to get into uh, your career and the website a little bit more, but uh, before we do that, um, let's give our viewers and listeners some free fantasy advice from the guru, one of the best uh, fantasy analysts in the business. All right. Everybody has a different draft strategy from a couple of years ago, you had that zero running back strategy. Basically, yeah. you don't draft one until the middle rounds, which I absolutely hated. I've always kind of been a running back guy myself. Sure. But I think there's also different strategy going into this year, right? With the, mm -hmm. the, the COVID caveats, it's, it's a different type of season. And having read a lot of the articles on your website, you are leaning towards the teams with quarterbacks and coaches who have been there knowing sure. with no preseason – it's going to be tough for rookies. It's going to be tough on rookie head coaches and, and first-year quarterbacks in new systems, correct? No doubt about it. And, of course, Dan, you've been around a ton of NFL people and coaches, and they're all basically on the same page with this, preaching 
caution, especially when you're talking about passing games that are really about timing and chemistry and reps and things like that. We obviously did not get those. That's why I think a guy like Tom Brady is scrambling a little bit this summer out there doing things in like June, July when eh, maybe he should have been doing it. But he's like, no, I need my reps. I need to work with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and all that. I'm actually not into Brady this year. That's part of the reason he's also just a little expensive, but no doubt about it. The narrative has been very prevalent in the fantasy community to focus on continuity and maybe avoid situations where there could be some growing pains. However, I will say we can get into it. That being said, and I've been pushing that narrative for five months, I also want to kind of find the specific instances in which some rookies, for example, may rise above these challenges. So the narrative has been so prevalent and pushed so far that now I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's, let's go back and maybe we can find some value. So I do have some of those as well. All right. Well, let me, let me rewind for a minute. You're not high on Brady. Why? He has all these weapons. Why? Just because it's a new system? Well, I think the number one reason is, yeah, that's definitely a factor. And we all know Brady is a big reps guy. But, Dan, the fantasy quarterback thing has really, really, really come down to the guys who run. And it's really hard for a guy like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees actually ran for negative yardage last year. I ran technically for more yards than Drew Brees <laughs> last year. So um, it's difficult for guys like that to compete on a week-to-week -week basis. Maybe the final numbers will be there. Brees goes off. Brady goes off a couple of times. But – you know, you got to throw for 250 with two to three touchdowns almost every single week here. I'm looking at the quarterback leaders from last year, Lamar, uh, Jameis, not a huge runner, but he did run for 250 and a touch, but we all know he was a volume guy. Dak, Russell, Watson, Matt Ryan, a little bit of an exception, but, you know, I like him again this year. He's, he led the NFL in, in uh, he was second in the NFL in uh, attempts with over 600, Kyler Murray and all that. So that's number one. It's very difficult for the quarterbacks who don't run to hang with these dudes who do run. But yeah, Brady is also 43, learning a new offense on a new team. And to wrap it up, it's not just about the player, it's also about the cost. He's actually not that inexpensive. He's, he's actually quite costly uh, right. with an average draft position of, well, he's about the 10th quarterback off the board. There are a number of guys I kind of like more going later in drafts than Brady. Okay, so I'm going to hit on quarterbacks here in overall in one moment. But in terms of your draft strategy, obviously it matters what the rules are. Is it a PPR league? But I guess just give me a 30,000-foot view of, of your draft strategy generally going in. Are you, are you trying to get two running backs right away? Yeah, if, right. If Mahomes or Lamar is there, do you draft them in the first two rounds? Do you go wide receiver heavy early? What, what is your theme or theory going into sure. this year specifically? First of all, I'm always a little flexible. I have maybe a couple of different paths I can go down. But if I were to outline what I would deem a perfect draft, I will say that you hold off on your quarterback a little bit, maybe – instead of taking Mahomes or Lamar Jackson and they'll command second round picks, I would prefer a Josh Allen in the eighth round. And Josh Allen is actually the cheapest of the running quarterbacks. So at quarterback, I want to hold off and get as much value as I can. 
at running back. Yeah, you're right about the zero running back bros. Well, they're left out in the dark, in the cold lately because, you know, if you were a zero running back guy last year, you didn't win anything because you didn't get Christian McCaffrey and things like that. So, yeah, running backs are back lately. I do want to get um, two running backs. Ideally, first two picks. I'm fine with that. My thing with running backs real quick is – I want to get a young running back who is young, durable, versatile, ideally with his best football in front of him. So I have no interest in Todd Gurley or David Johnson. I want Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, for example. Wide receivers, very, very deep. I actually kind of like the second-tier wide receivers, guys like Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf as well. They'll be somewhat affordable. Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, things like that. And you can address it a little bit later and not, there's no urgency to load up on wide receivers. It's the most deepest uh, position. It's the deepest I've seen it in, in quite some time. And then at tight end, I think um, I would like to get value there as well. You can gain an advantage with a, a stud tight end, but you'll pay a price somewhere else. So my ideal fantasy team starting lineup would be something like, um, like a Josh Allen, let's say, you know, a Miles Sanders and a Josh Jacobs with like Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Hollywood Brown, and then like a Hayden Hurst, who's like a, you know, seventh round pick at tight right. end for the Falcons. I think that would be your best possible starting lineup there going about it that way. Focus on running backs, you know, Address wide receiver fairly early, but no need to go crazy. Hold off on uh, the tight end and the quarterback, and uh, the, away you go. You had on your site that um, I, I can't remember if it was the average draft position for the ESPN leagues or just overall, but out of the top 30 picks, over half of those are going to be running backs. Yeah. So if you don't grab your horse or horses early, you're going to be struggling to find a running back who's getting, you know, 18 to 22 touches a game if you don't get them in the first two, two and a half, three rounds, correct? Correct. And not only that, because two, three years ago, maybe when people were taking all these wide receivers, they were early picks. But since people are back in on the running backs, it pushes all those wide receivers down the board just a little bit. You can get Chris Godwin very end of round three. And, and I absolutely love Godwin. But again, that's why I like these other guys like Allen Robinson, uh, Adam Thielen, you know, even a Mike Evans, Odell, even Odell. Um, you can form a really strong group of receivers, even though you go running back, running back to open a draft. So you, you love a ton of these what kind of number two fantasy receivers with the potential to have number one uh, upside. Sure. Um, I like the go-to guys for their offenses. DJ Chark, Allen Robinson. Adam Thielen, you know, I like a Calvin Ridley, but it's a little different, but th that's a high volume passing game. And uh, Robert Woods as well, high volume. And I, I really love me some Bobby Trees this year. Absolutely. Yeah, Robert Woods, man. So let me ask you this. Calvin Ridley is just taken off. There are two guys, right, at the running back and receiver position that everybody is on. And I'm not sure I'm buying the hype for both of them. Miles Sanders at running back and Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. I like them both. I, I, I love Sanders, but I'm just – Calvin Ridley, why, why is everybody on the Calvin Ridley train right now? Well, I think, again, you know, a lot of stability there. You know, there's that old third-year wide receiver theory, you know, with Calvin. 
And uh, I've talked with uh, some people, D. Orlando Ledbetter, a friend of mine who covers the club for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He sees a lot of Marvin Harrison in him. He is a little bit of a finesse guy, which is a little bit of a, a concern. But I also spoke with uh, Roddy White about him, obviously a very um, interested observer of all things Falcons. And sure. he is convinced that, that Calvin will show us the best he has to offer this year. Um, he did average uh, a lot of targets when Austin Hooper went down. They do have the uh, replacement there who I do like in, in Hayden Hurst. But, um, yeah, I think their defense is going to be bad again. I don't like Todd Gurley this year at all. So I just think that Matt Ryan's going to be slinging it, and it's a good environment for a third-year receiver with his talent, his route running, his savvy, working office opposite Julio Jones. I think that's a really good spot. You know, Miles Sanders, obviously I'm in the Philadelphia area. Adam Kaplan, NFL insider, does work with us at, at Fantasy Points. He's been leading this story for months that they're finally ready to commit to basically one bell cow. Uh, he played 37% of their snaps uh, last, last year, uh, first 10 weeks of uh, last season. But after that, 67% from week 11 on, he was actually missed some time in camp. Um, they, were, they were down on him at, at one point, like early in the season. But obviously, when they unleashed him down the stretch, he was terrific. Really good receiver out of the backfield. They're all in on Miles Sanders. Let's go to the tight end position. My philosophy has generally been let the huge names go early yeah. and wait. Okay. Now yep. there's only a handful of guys at the tight end position who are putting up wide receiver type numbers. Obviously Kelsey and Kittle, you can throw Ertz in there and, and Mark Andrews would be the fourth, but there's so many solid tight ends right, yeah. that you could yeah. wait for, like a Blake Jarwin. Or I love Jonu Smith. You know, I do the Titan stuff, yep. and I just think he's going to have a big year. They've been raving about Chris Herndon with the Jets. But yep. who are some of those guys that you feel like you could grab later, starting tight ends, who are going to get you, you know, they're going to get you seven touchdowns and, and 60 catches this year? Sure, and you're right. There are a lot of them. I like Jarwin and Jonu, too. The problem there, I like the players – Lack of volume is a little bit of a concern, so they might be a little touchdown reliant. But Hayden Hurst, again, I believe he's more talented than Austin Hooper, who was a fantasy stud in this high-volume passing attack. I actually like Jared Cook. You know, Jared Cook was really, really good last year, and he missed time in camp. Breeze was knocked out, but he was absolutely money last year. He was, you know, maybe a little touchdown dependent himself, but he still moves well. Yes, he does. And it's a good offense, obviously. I still like Tyler Higby. I know people are, are a little confused about how they're going to play. Are they going to play 12 personnel more like they did down the stretch? Are they going to go back to a lot of 11? You know, they do want to get Gerald Everett involved, but they did pay Tyler Higby. He is really good. Uh, I think the perfect guy would be Noah Fant in mm -hmm. Denver. I actually wasn't a big Fant guy last year. I love Hawkinson, his former teammate. But they'll also do a lot of 12 personnel. And I think that'll work out pretty well for him. I love Jerry Judy, but he's a rookie. I'm not expecting the world. I think Noah Fant will be busy. Uh, basically, I feel like he's like the number two A option in the passing game for Drew Locke, along with Judy. Chris Herndon's a really good one for sure. Very tight end friendly offense. Sam Darnold loves throwing it to the tight end in the middle of the field. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, we're still a little concerned about the ankle, but I love him as a general statement, you know, as a player. Um, down the board, Jay Sternberger has been my guy for quite some time. Now he's a little rough going in camp thus far. You'll have to be patient, but man, what a great opportunity in Green Bay. 
He's a very talented player. Uh, but, yeah, there's, we can keep going here. I like Irv Smith. Uh, Mike Kosicki is a tough one for me because a great opportunity there in Miami. He does flash for sure. I don't know if he's a complete player, but he's, he's in that mix as well. So I think if you hold off on the position, Dan, draft two of these guys, and all you need is really one of them to pop, and you're probably good to go. So let's, let's talk quarterbacks now. Um, I, the one I see that you, you like because you feel like there's a lot of value there because he runs enough, he's going to have plenty of weapons on offense, is Dak. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, you know, I'm not actively targeting Dak. But if I'm in round five, and especially if I'm in round six, and let's be honest, the running back talent falls off a cliff at that point. Right. Wide receivers start all looking kind of the same. And it's entirely possible that even someone like me, who's an expert, sits there and looks at the board like, you know what? I'm, I'm not feeling it. I know that there's a lot of great quarterbacks, but we just don't know if truly Daniel Jones is going to blow up in year two or if Baker is going to be uh, a lot better in year two. I expect yes to be the answer to those questions, but we don't know. Uh, Joe Burrow, I love. We just don't know uh, that a rookie can do it. Well, we know Dak is going to do it. And uh, there's a lot to be said for that. It's not an optimal value, but it's still better than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And I have Dak actually with the second most touchdowns projected, um, 36 on the seasons. You know, in four years, Dak has finished 6th, 10th, 10th, and 2nd. So the guy's already proven a ton, and he's really durable. He's your third highest rated quarterback, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Okay. Over Kyler Murray, who, which most people have – Murray at three and Dak at four. I loved Murray last year. I think it's a bit presumptuous to put Kyler that high. I do too. Uh, but, I, but I get it. You know, they're loaded. Cliff in year two. Uh, they were very fortunate in Arizona, by the way, to get that all out of the way last year. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, new system. So they're a lot better equipped in year two than they would have been had this all happened last year. And in terms of defenses and kickers, I've always been just a streamer on defense. Just look at the matchups, pick one up. Are you, are you down with that, or do you have a different philosophy? I do try every year to isolate a defense that I could confidently use every week. It's hard, although I did get it right last year. I had the Steelers as my number two defense, and their average draft position was like, you know, number eight or nine or ten. I also did have the Patriots in my top ten. They were good for quite some time, but – if, if those picks don't work out, yeah, I'm, I'm dropping them and I'm playing the matchups. My sleeper defense is Tampa. They are absolutely loaded. They were actually really fantasy-friendly for other reasons, uh, you know, as far back as uh, definitely in 2018 because they were bad. But Todd Bowles was good. I mean, they've got talent at every level with Ndamukong Sue, V to V, uh, JPP. I mean, linebackers are great. Uh, and the secondary is actually decent. But, yeah, don't, don't use – I mean, it's possible, you know, like, let's say you're in a 16-round draft. Right. And you're in round 13. You're like, I'm, I'm destroying everybody. My team is unbelievable. I'll just pay up for the Steeler day. At that point, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. A um, few more fantasy-related questions. Give me, give me some overvalued, overrated guys that you want to fade, that, you, that you're just like – they're not going to put up the numbers that people expect. Brady obviously is one. All right. So that's, that's yeah. one you've already, yeah. you've already hit on. Give me some more. Yeah. I mean, too, it's, again, it's not really an indictment on the players, but I, I love Mahomes this year. I think he's going to be unbelievable. And uh, Lamar's at this point, Lamar, 
I know that's riveting analysis right there for you, Dan. <laughs> but um, they're too expensive, you know. So the earliest quarterback I'm going to, uh, you know, consider is is Dak. Um, so I mean, it's hard for me to say Mahomes and Lamar are fades, but at the end of the day, they are. Like I'm just not taking them. You know, Russell is a little expensive this year. I actually loved him last year, but his ADP was like a hundred, and this year it's like sixty. Um, he actually came up really small down the stretch for fantasy in the playoffs. He was not good at all. And, you know, the hashtag let Russ cook, maybe they throw a little early in, in the game, you know, uh, to get a lead. Um, but there's still going to be a run base offense. So I'm not feeling him. I'm not feeling Watson. Um, you know, first sign of trouble with injuries that we could have a problem if Fuller and Brandon cooks go down. Uh, he doesn't have much to work with. So those are the main quarterbacks. But, yeah, Brady, I'm not really feeling. He's the 10th quarterback off the board. Breeze, maybe if he slips a little bit. It's also difficult, Dan, because, boy, every league is different. ADP data, we lean on it. I'm looking at the best data in the industry from uh, high-stakes drafts over at the NFFC. But even that is, who knows? Like, every draft is different. Like, if Drew Brees is, slips to the 13th round, by all means – um, but, oh, here's another one, Aaron Rodgers. Just, just forget the brand-name recognition uh, because their receiving core is awful, and they're telling us what they want the identity of their offense to be when they use a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon. They want to run the rock. So Rodgers, he's lost in the wilderness right now in terms of fantasy. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you have him as your 20th-rated quarterback going in, average draft position. Uh, for him, almost 95. That's crazy. Maybe they yeah. weren't so nuts to draft a quarterback in the first round. Well, you know what? Uh, they want uh, LaFleur. They want the quarterback to be a distributor of the football, run the rock, and design scheme up plays and uh, distribute the football. And Rodgers is a little bit too much of a freelancer and does way too much off the cuff. That's been a problem that we've outlined for half a decade. Right. Uh, that's what the tape shows. And uh, that's why he's probably going, going to be on another team by 2022. Quick break now. Tell you a little bit about some of our sponsors. Vaco, the motto there, we invest in your career so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco is a premier talent and solutions firm that finds boutique level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position? Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise are aplenty. Accounting, finance, technology, healthcare IT, operations administration, or international managed services. It was founded back in 2002 by a good buddy of mine, Brian Waller, and one of his friends, and it has grown since then to serve 40 markets, 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. Been very fun to watch my good buddy Waller grow his company and grow it he has. Check them out at Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more information on how Vaco connects people to their dream jobs and helps leading companies around the world find talent to grow their business. Vaco.com, V-A-C-O.com. They can help you. So I started taking this product, True Niagen, about a month ago. Really wanted to invest in my long-term health, and I think you should too. It's a new trend in the scientific community that surrounds the health 
of our cells. And this affects everybody from pro athletes to weekend warriors like most of us. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise, we don't sleep enough, and even when we're exposed to a virus. There's only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize-winning scientists, 10 published human studies, and regulatory approval for safety, and that is True Niagen. Additionally, True Niagen is NSF certified for sport. Visit TrueNiagen.com, T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com to learn more, and I think it will help you all the way down to the cellular level. It's made me feel pretty good over the last month. Check out True Niagen. And finally, I want to tell you about Greens Plus, a company based here in Manhattan Beach, a health food leader since 1989, really known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder that you can just dump into a smoothie, has all kinds of nutrients that are just fantastic for your body, and it tastes great. Also, Greens Plus bars, incredibly tasty as well. Helps boost your energy, get you that nutritional insurance that your body deserves, and it's all organic gluten-free, soy-free, premium green superfoods. You can get them at Whole Foods, Amazon, or if you want to save a little money, go to greensplus.com and you get 20% off with the promo code HELI. That's 20% off with the promo code HELI, H-E-L-L-I-E, at greensplus.com. I love the chocolate protein bars and the wild berry superfood powder. Uh, all right, a breakout candidate. Somebody who was, who was good last year has the potential to be great this year. You know, I think you got to first go to Daniel Jones. Um, really passed the eyeball test very well. Ball security issues were a problem, but he's worked on that. He's actually bulked up a little bit. A little concerned about Joe Judge um, having no personality at all. Um, I'm convinced the man hasn't smiled in a couple of decades, but um, if they can somehow get Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard and his boy, Darius Slayton, all healthy on the field at once. Ooh, boy, that is cooking with some gas. And I do like how they've addressed the offensive line, although the Nate Solder opt-out was a little bit of a buzzkill like him. Do you expect a full bounce back from Baker? Not a lot of upside because we know they're going to run the ball with 12 personnel, but it's a great system. He'll bounce back. I'm, I'm totally convinced of it. I have been all year. I actually like Jared Goff this year. I like the Ram offense. Uh, to bounce back quite a bit. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, is going to probably finish top 15. I'm totally sold. Uh, he'll run a little bit to augment the value there. Um, you know, and Cam, you know, I'm, I'm fine with Cam where he's being drafted around 150 overall. I think we all know Cam Newton's going to be the guy there. Yeah, no, they, you don't bring Cam Newton in to be a backup quarterback. But to your point, he's learning a new offense. He's with new coaches. They're getting used to each other that that could take a few weeks for him to uh for him to get comfortable yeah yeah i think so to answer the question i guess the best breakout guy is is got to be daniel jones and and you know maybe some would argue he already broke out last year um otherwise i guess i'd, I'd default to burrow because i'm not exactly feeling it with uh drew Locke. i don't really like teddy bridgewater i mean i can't endorse sam darnold even though i kind of like darnold um and you know that's it i mean everybody else has already broken out yeah, I, I wouldn't 
I don't know that I'd draft Teddy Bridgewater in a 10 team league as one of three quarterbacks. I just, I don't yeah. have yeah. much faith, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be, uh, I mean, they, they have weapons, but Teddy's yeah. never really put up numbers ever. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And their old line is a real problem, by the way, it's a little bit of a perfect storm in that you've got a new quarterback working with new receivers with a new offensive coordinators, never called plays at the NFL level and a new head coach and oh and on top of that their o-line is a real concern and um he has had some injury problems hate to trash teddy and all that but yeah i've never really been a teddy guy yeah no i i get it i get it okay how about uh any position um sleeper just a couple of sleepers any spot well i think when you look at running back i always feel like the best buying opportunities are, are with the rookies. And so I'm still with the rookies. I'm still giving them love this year. And um, certainly I'm a little cautious and worried that, you know, they might be slow off the mark, but man, I love Jonathan Taylor Yeah, uh, with the Colts. Now, a lot of the fantasy people are not as into him as I am because, you know, we live in a PPR world and they're worried about, a lack of volume and targets and all that, which is legit. They do have Naheem Hines who's a good receiver. And Marlon Mack actually has been doing more work in the passing game in camp. And he actually was a very good receiver in college. They don't really haven't used him that way, but it's not like Taylor can't catch it. You know, he could easily be a 40 catch guy in a year or two, but I just can't get past the, the, the vision of, of the beast like Jonathan Taylor with great running back attributes and skills running behind that offensive line. That yeah. offensive line is stacked. Yep. Yep. Uh, Quentin, I, Quentin Nelson already loves them. Yeah. I know. I love that pick. Um, let me ask you about this one. So there's two guys that I've been looking at as sleepers in terms of rookie running backs. Uh, Cam Akers, second round pick Rams sat down with Sean McVay, had him on the helipod a few weeks ago. Yep. Yep. He, he's a big Cam Akers fan. That means oh. he's going to get used. He, he could be, he likely will be, uh, in my mind, you know, after the first few weeks, the, the number one back. Totally. He, totally. Here's another one, Guru, that just kind of popped on my radar recently. Zach Moss, yeah. uh, the rookie out of Utah. I figured this would be Devin Singletary's show with Buffalo, but Zach Moss, who is so strong, squats over 600 pounds, yep. and people have said, hey, this guy just pounds the rock between the tackles. He's like, no, nah, I, I can do other things too. I can catch the football as well. Yep. That might be a good de- a good one-two punch there. If you draft Singletary, you handcuff him with Zach Moss. I absolutely love Cam Akers um, to get that out of the way. And I do think he'll lead their backfield in touches. I do think he can be a three-down back. He does have very good run instincts, and he's very smart, former quarterback. So yep. all in on Cam Akers. With Zach Moss, what I would do with that situation is when I see a backfield situation like this, okay, Devin Singletary, the second-year man, he's about going to cost you about the 50th pick overall, which is a bit rich for me because in addition to, you know, competing with Moss for touches now, um, you know, Josh Allen has 17 rushing touchdowns the last two years. So I'm like, is Devin Singletary ever going to score a touchdown again <laughs> in his life? You know, so I'm concerned about that. But you look at Moss, whose ADP is 100, I just go with the cheaper guy. So I'm kind of out on Singletary, and I'll absolutely take Zach Moss for depth. He is a three-down back, 
type too. It's not like he's a grinder. Yeah. But he is not just an early down back and they do want to get the ball to the running backs a little bit more. They'll help Josh Allen's completion rate and things like that. So I I'm with you on him. Um, I've loved the uh, Tariq Cohen all year. It's kind of a sneaky one. Um, I think that they'll get some of their mojo back this year in Chicago. And I think Cohen will have a, a big role in that. They got, they got to get them, you know, more involved than, than last year. Um, Otherwise, you know, Antonio Gibson is really intriguing in Washington, but, you know, Bryce Love is starting to come on a little bit. Right. I'm not, I'm not a Ronald Jones guy. So, you know what? I'll let him go, and I'll consider Keyshawn Vaughn. Got to have to be patient, but I'll consider Keyshawn Vaughn like 120 picks uh, into the draft. Um, and, you know, that's – you know, there's some great, like, late picks, you know, like Chase Edmonds. Right. In Arizona, if you're looking to kind of are you sold? Are you sold? Speaking of Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake's been getting a lot of love. Are you are you sold on him as a as a top ten running back? Well, yeah, but there, there's always that concern in the back of your mind. There's something going on with him, like you know, falling out of favor in with two coaching staffs. And granted, one of them was Adam Gase. Um, seems like everyone falls out of favor with Adam Gase, but there's something going on there. But um, he is very talented. I've always loved the talent. Um, not a lot of, you know, tread uh, mileage on his tires at Alabama, by the way, in, in the pros. And it's a beautiful environment. They actually have a very sneaky, good running game and O-line, by the way. So he's very explosive. But if I take him, and I will, um, I'm willing to, I, I would absolutely have to get Chase Edmonds because just, just, just to protect uh, that investment. Also, uh, Damian Harris – very talented back, speaking of Alabama, and we still don't know if Sony Michelle is going to be ready. Now, granted, it's the Patriots, but you can get Damian Harris probably 150 picks into the draft. Could, could work out and go down as a really good value. Um, I also like Melvin Gordon, always, always have all season. Um, they, they brought him in for a reason, so I would ignore the coach speak from Vic Fangio saying, you know, intimating it's going to be 50-50. No, they, they, they paid Gordon to be the bell cow, and they really like him in pass pro, and that's been an issue for uh, Phil Lindsay. All right. Um, I have, I was talking to a couple of buddies as we were just talking about the football season approaching and fantasy football in general. And these guys have never played daily fantasy, which by the way, I, I might enjoy more than regular fantasy because it's its own game every week. You can draft a new team every single week. So if you have Patrick Mahomes and he goes down with an injury, you start over next week. Right. Yeah. So, your strategy for daily fantasy is what? Well, number one, I think that um, a lot of people are a little intimidated because there, there are a lot of sharks out there swimming in the waters and, and try to, you know, clean up. And, you know, they've got, they've got their scripts and their algorithms and all that. But if you are smart about it, you know, you can certainly avoid those people. And even if you just like you and I and everyone on the uh, DirecTV show, we do a little league, essentially, and right. it's a lot of fun. You can get all the people in your league to compete in another league week to week for weekly bragging rights. So that's another reason to get into DFS. When it comes to DFS, I've never been someone who looks to take down a tournament. And the only way you take down a tournament is if you start players that no one else is starting. And usually there's a reason no one else is starting them. So I am always just happy. I'll, here's a good lineup. Like this is a good lineup that's going to, 
you know, get you a, a decent amount of points. So my strategy, you know, changes from week to week. I right. tend to want to get value at the quarterback position. Number one, I do focus on matchups more for running backs and tight ends. Um, and, and certainly I focus on volume whenever I can for all, especially the wide receivers. Okay. That volume, uh, volume, volume is so important. I mean, that's, that's my main focus for just running backs, whether it's season long fantasy or daily fantasy, like just give me some touches, man. That, that's guaranteed touches are going to turn into points. Um, all right. Daily fantasy. I think we've hit on everything from a fantasy standpoint. I, I want to hit on your story because I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I think the, the fact that you've carved out a career built and sold a website, you've, you've built another one, which is fantastic in fantasy points as a fantasy football analyst. How on earth did that come to fruition? And what's, well, first of all, I'm not going to ask you a two-pronged question because even in journalism school, yeah. they tell you. So just let's start. How did you get started? How did this love for fantasy football blossom? Well, I was always pretty good at it from the beginning of playing fantasy. I've been a huge sports fan my whole life, um, no doubt about it. Always know who all the players were and, and all that. I was introduced to the concept of fantasy football in 1987, uh, like an hour before this draft, the first draft. They needed another team. And I went in there and, like, led the league in points, you know, from the beginning. Uh, a couple years later, I drafted Barry Sanders with the 10th pick of my local league and uh, Sterling Sharp. And I was clearly trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And uh, turned out, for in that case, I actually was because Sharp blew up. And, and it prompted someone in my league. It was like, damn, Hanson, you're like a guru or something, which is kind of like where, where it started. But a few years later – graduated from college, you know, early 90s, economy wasn't all that great. I kind of wanted to break into broadcasting like you, but I had a young child, I was married, and wasn't easy to like maybe just go anywhere and work for $7 an hour. So I was doing this little television show in New Jersey, cable access show, and I started giving out fantasy advice. It's, it went well. So I just thought of, okay, let me start it because I was working in publishing. Let me start a little newsletter that I could, you know, market to people on this TV show, which was actually pretty popular at the time. So that's exactly what I did. And it went pretty well. Uh, originally, just some residual income and things like that. You know, the next year after I started this little newsletter, uh, that I was really just gonna, I advertise it, but I thought maybe it was more about, you know, marketing it to people watching the television show and seeing the good picks that I'd given out the, the previous two years. 1996, somewhat fortuitously, I was contacted by ESPN because they were looking for contributors for this new fantasy football section and fantasy sports area. So that was fantastic. And it really just kind of snowballed from there. You know, every year, you know, I did more. I wrote for this magazine, you know, did this radio interview. I would put myself out there as much as I possibly could. And then a couple of years later, I was able to quit my full-time job and uh, just do the website. And um, what's, what's the most interesting thing about it is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the story, is, you know, I kind of, I have a degree in radio, TV, film, which is, again, like majoring in uh, watching television in college. And um, Hey, wait, that's my degree. I'm kidding. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, you know, but I thought for a while that, you know, well, it's probably not for me. You know, I got to raise and support this family. You know, my wife was uh, finishing college herself and uh, didn't really think it would happen for me. But through this idea and through being a fantasy football analyst, 
I've had a pretty amazing uh, broadcasting career, which is to me, it's just the icing on the, on the cake here. So uh, no complaints uh, on this end. Um, it's all about timing. You know, it's a perfect storm of being at the right place at the right time, having the wherewithal and the skills to take advantage and being, being willing to work really, really hard. All those things came together to put me where I am today. Tell me what makes fantasypoints.com different from other fantasy websites. Well, I'm not a big numbers analytics guy, number one. I'm more of a qualitative guy. So a couple of the guys I brought in, they're a lot younger than me. They're, they're analytics bros, you know, because that's where a lot of things are trending. Scott Barrett and uh, Graham Barfield. Graham was the managing editor of NFL.com's fantasy section in 2019. It worked for me, left for NFL.com, actually moved out to L.A., and he's back with this new venture. Scott Barrett was over at Pro Football Focus. So we have all the data and the numbers that covered there. We also have Greg Cosell, very actively involved on our staff. Obviously, he's the best film analyst out there. Um, so we have that angle covered. Adam Kaplan, uh, formerly of ESPN, is a legitimate NFL insider. So it's more important than ever this year, by the way. He's got contacts. We get a lot of great tidbits, a lot of stuff we can't even use but we work it into the analysis and the projection. So, you know, we have everything covered, every angle covered. There's a couple of other guys, Joe Dolan, uh, who's been on SiriusXM for 10 years, Tom Brawley, um, including betting, including DFS and season long. And also we have, um, you know, some really cool tools as well. The Fantasy Points Generator is a software that you could really, it's really good, great analytics to, to maximize your draft. Like if you're in round four, I'm like, you know, what's the optimal pick here, wide receiver or running back? Well, the software does the numbers for you in real time. Uh, so we pretty much have it all. And, um, you know, you may not read every article, but guaranteed you'll find a lot of things that you like. And you have gambling info on there too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where it's at now. See, the thing about the fantasy industry is, Dan, no one really truly knows where it's going to go between, you know, the traditional season long, will DFS survive? Will gambling take over? So we're going to be covered no matter what, you know, if gambling really takes off and is legalized in, you know, 40 plus states, we're, we're there. And, you know, for me, I'm good with the player props and things like that. But you're, by the way, you're not good with the player props. You're great with the player props. That information that I, whatever algorithm you are running, I remember before a direct TV show, he would say, this guy's going to have over 70 yards receiving today. This guy's going to throw for over 250. You were batting like 750, man. I, I couldn't believe how accurate you were on a lot of those. Because I'm cherry picking just the choice ones, you know, most of the time with that. There's certainly some gray air for me every week. But, yeah, that's what it's all about. You got to cherry pick the, the right place. Our guy Tom Brawley even, you know, um, was 62% last year with his best bets for – you know, game picks, which wow. is pretty damn good. Yeah. 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 yeah that's amazing. Uh, John Hanson, the guru. I highly recommend you check out his uh, website, fantasypoints.com. You can catch the guru with me each and every Sunday on direct TV's fantasy zone. We'll be joined by James Coe and Lindsay Rhodes. Very much looking forward to another season of the uh, fantasy zone. And of course, Dr. Mark Addicts, former NFL Super Bowl winning lineman uh, yeah. with my Washington Redskins back in the day. I know they're just the Washington football team, but they won yeah, those Super yeah. Bowls as the Redskins. And 
Dr. Addict's going to be back as well. There is no better injury analyst out there to break things down than, than Doc Addicts, don't you say? Oh, he was on fire last year. I mean, he was like clairvoyant watching and studying videos like almost in real time and, and absolutely nailing the injuries for uh, a number of players. But um, parting words for your audience, I just want to say – not only do I love working with you, you're a great guy. We bust each other's chops like dudes do, and it's all good. But, man, I love, love, love competing against you in DFS. <laughs> I really, truly do because when you lose, the pain on your face is just priceless. It really yeah. like It's so great. Like You're like me, though. You hate losing. And, you know, to be on the other side of it, I absolutely love to watch it and love to see it. So, well, I, anyway. I, will, I will say this, Guru. You are an expert, so it's harder for you because you're expected to win every oh, week. So when Rhodes or I, I get lucky and knock you off, you know, you take it like a champ, but I know deep down inside – it, it burns your soul. So I am going to steal <laughs> your soul as many weeks as possible yeah. this year in Daily Fantasy, and I can't wait, buddy. Hey, you know, it, it's competition. Competition brings out the best in us. As I said, I wasn't actually joking a couple of years ago when I got off to a slow start and you and uh, Lindsey Rhodes were beating my butt. I'm like, you know what? You guys, you make me want to be a better guru. I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm, I'm working harder than ever. And uh, I scratched and clawed my way out of it. Thanks in part to you guys, you know, giving me the energy to, to up my game. Yeah, no, you did, even when you got one week stolen from you for some mysterious reason. But um, he is the guru, John Hansen. I can't wait to get the season started. Hopefully some of this information helps those folks out up there. Check out fantasypoints.com. He's the best. Guru, thanks, buddy. Enjoy the beach today, my friend. You got it. Thank you. I love chopping it up with you, Dan.